Hey, good morning and welcome to the program, MedPoint Health Half Hour, joining you every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. on 980 CFPL. I'm your host, Ron Young. I'm joined by Hannah McCutcheon, sitting across from me here. Hannah, great to see you this morning. Great to see you too. We had a great week in the gym. Lots of people getting healthier, lots of people working towards their goals. Uh, You know, we have many people coming through the medical, concerned about their health care, the one thing I think that surprises me most, Hannah, is usually we have the summer slowdown. People are on vacation, people are going uh, here and there, or they got plans, or they're booking appointments. Well, this summer, we've actually found our most successful summer yet within have, the gym yeah. and, and within our, our facilities. So it's really cool to see people that passionate about uh, their health care, and especially with the health care crisis looming, uh, coming down the pipe we want to make sure that people have the access that they require. They have the specialists in a timely manner, you know, or else we're just going to be continuing to strain the system. So if you have health concerns, if you want a three or five hour medical, if you want some sort of fitness program, come to MedPoint. We can help you. We even have the kids program. If you want your kids to enjoy the last part of summer exercising, that's a great program for them as well. So, Hannah, when we were talking about all the topics um, and doing our research during the week about what we wanted to chat about on this show, we thought that we would talk about uh, going green for the planet and also about vegetarianism and veganism. Is that the thing? Veganism? I think that's the word. Probably. We should have checked that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My apologies to any vegans I offended just now. Uh, I believe uh, that's what it's called. But anyway, more than 3 million Canadians, vegetarian or vegan, the new studies come out, and the majority of them are between the ages or, or are under the age of 35. So that's a really cool study. Hannah, let's talk first, though, about going green because in our gyms, we're getting rid of plastic cups. We're encouraging people to um, uh, bring in their own water bottles, and we're trying to make that shift in, in as many ways possible to reduce, recycle, reuse. What, do you, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's something we need to do for the future. We're not, um, we're not doing enough as it is, and every little thing we do is going to help. Like even just having our new facility in West 5, um, it's a net zero community, and yeah. that's incredible. So we're trying to also get our other locations like downtown to kind of follow suit and be more green. So I think, you know, most of us, already have a reusable water bottle but we mm-hmm. buy those plastic water bottles instead yeah why do we do that it's water's free you can fill it up everywhere that's, and that's true. so why would you buy water it's a great point i mean uh, the one thing that's really opened up my eyes lately is this whole zero waste movement and i actually really love it um my wife and i we we compost now uh our recycling bins are always full and actually, when I go home to Goderich and visit my, my mom and dad, their recycle bin is honestly like, is it, the, the amount they recycle is far more than the garbage that they produce, right? And it's really cool because there's so many things that we just pitch in the garbage and we don't think, oh, hey, this can be recycled, reused, and, and uh, we're just not aware enough. One of the things, Hannah, the caps on top of the water bottles, right? apparently they should not go in the recycling. So making sure that you're twisting off caps, like there's certain things that we 
have been doing wrong, and we need to make sure that we we right the ship. So there's actually this one app. It's called My Waste, and if you go on there, you can see the waste schedule for London and uh, surrounding area. Really cool app. They have a quiz on there, and I took it, and I thought, you know what? I'm really good at recycling. I scored like a 70. <laughs> like, <laughs> So I'm like, wow, there's actually a lot of room for improvement here. So it's just, I think that we're kind of oblivious to how it affects the environment overall and, and stuff like that. And I alluded to it in um, a program a couple of weeks ago when I was on with Pete, Hannah. I didn't know if you knew this, but the amount of water used to produce crops and stuff like that that goes towards food waste would fill like Lake Ontario, I think it was. That was the stat. So yearly. We're watering crops and, and harvesting them and spending all that time and resource into them just for them to sit in a bowl on your countertop to go bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's lots of ways we can change our everyday to be better for the environment. Uh, personally, one that I'm kind of proud of recently is I've went from shampoos that are bottled to a bar shampoo. Oh, cool. So I buy a bar shampoo and it lasts me longer so it far. Does. It lasts me so much longer. So I'm saving money and it lathers up just like any other regular liquid shampoo. Nice. And it's totally waste free because I buy the bar. I can just put it in my purse after I've bought it. I don't even need a bag to right. carry it out of the store. That's neat. Yeah. Because there's also that like, um, what are those like dried berries that are like for laundry detergent and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. My uh, my father-in-law gave them to me as, uh, I think it was for Christmas, and I thought it was crazy because you're looking at these and you're like, how does this wash <laughs> my clothes? But actually, like, if you really work those, and, and obviously the washing machine would do the work for you, uh, they do produce quite a bit of soap and, like, quite a bit of a cleaning agent, I guess we'll call it. I don't know if it's truly soap, mm-hmm. but uh, it works actually pretty darn well, so... If you're listening today, the main message that we want to get across is make sure that you're not only taking care of your physical health, your mental health, emotional health, but you're also taking care of the the Earth's health. Because, you know, you see all these shows where it's the apocalypse and and, uh, things are breaking down and, you know, they have to send people to another planet to get resources. Hey, you know, I'm kind of worried for my kids and and the amount of resources they're going to have when they're... Uh, in their adult years. So do your part. Every little bit helps and makes a difference. One of the ways that uh, I feel we're kind of going green, we're, we're, we're trying to branch out in different ways, is this whole vegetarianism and, and people becoming vegetarians and vegans. Hannah, this new study indicates that um, there are 2.3 million vegetarians in Canada up from 900,000. That was 15 years ago. Another 850,000 consider themselves vegan. So the number adds up to about 10% of the Canadian population. And all I can say is that I'm not surprised, and I think that this is a great trend in health, right? If you look at the health benefits of eating a plant-based diet, they are very, uh, very prominent, very evident within the research. I feel like people are healthier because they're staying away from processed meats, less salt, less sodium within the meats. Red meats often carry high fat, um, high cholesterol, the bad stuff. 
And um, we need to make sure that we're doing our part to kind of stay away from those areas. I had a client and um, he actually had carotid artery blockages and it was about 20% of a blockage and he actually went vegan. Like the full thing, ate tofurkey for uh, Thanksgiving and it was it was awesome to see him do that because it's like, yeah, really anybody can do it. It's a small change over time. You develop the habit, you commit to it, and yes, I can eat solely plant-based stuff. Um, so over the over a couple of years, his his uh, blockage started to shrink. So they did imaging the next year, and it went down to sixteen percent. Then they did imaging the next year, and it went down to thirteen percent. This gentleman is like seventy-six years old. So if you think it's too late to correct things that are going wrong within your body, it is never too late. So now he's exercising all the time. He's still vegan from what I, from when I last heard, and uh, we're proud of him. So, Hannah, what's your thoughts on this? Like, have you ever done a vegetarian-based kind of diet in your own personal? Not life? Uh, every meal or every every day, but I've been trying to do it more often. Where yeah. More meals with, you know, use your beans and lentils instead of using meat. So I've been trying. I don't know if I'll ever go totally vegetarian. Right. Um, just especially when I'm what, a female working out, I need that, I need that protein. And yeah. you can do it and get enough protein from other sources. But I grew up on a farm. Well, I was just going to so, say that. I was beef farm. Say, um, <laughs> but you know, doesn't mean I eat beef every day. <laughs> the small town, town mentality is that, you know, we're proud. I'm from Goddard. You're from Brussels. Um, Ontario. Yes. Not Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. Um, I always tell people that when I'm calling from MedPoint, uh, like down to the States or something like that. I'm from London, Ontario, Canada, not London, England. <laughs> um, anyways, you know, there's that hometown uh, you know loyalty that 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 pride that comes from yeah i'm from a small town you know what we made a lot of crops we uh you know raised a lot of animals we uh, you know went through all of it and it was very close to home and you always kind of had that in the back of your mind that you know what this food was actually just down the street this corn this uh these beans so it was always kind of a, a pride thing for, for me, especially because, and, and of course our parents grew up very meat, potato, meat, potato, meat, potato. So it's difficult to, to turn over that mentality if it's been implemented their entire lives, right? But uh, I think um, overall, yeah, like I was saying, the benefits of a plant-based diet are, are very great. If you have need to have any research, there's been tons of articles done on it, um, way better for your health. And just the way that our humans are designed, like I was reading a book, it was called Go Wild, and it kind of tells us we should get back to kind of primitive natures and stuff. And they were actually looking at the design of the human with the digestive tract and how fats and meats and stuff slow that down and how it was never really meant to be. And then if you look at our teeth, like we don't have pointed teeth, like we have very dull teeth. So maybe it's our nature to gravitate towards more of a plant-based but we just, you know, meat tastes good, right? T-bone steaks, chicken, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, 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 it's a struggle, right? It's a struggle we all go through. But if you're listening, I want to encourage you today, try it out. Try it out. I, I've actually done it um, a few times in my life. The earliest time, I'll tell you a small story here. Uh, I was a teenager 
and I went to a Catholic high school, St. Anne's, shout out to St. Anne's, in Clinton, Ontario. (laughs) Hannah went there too, so we're both (laughs) proud of that. But for Lent, uh, I gave up um, meat. And I swear to you, Hannah, not knowing what I know now and everything like that, I lived at Subway. I had veggie subs every (laughs) single day because I didn't know uh, what to make and what to do. But Mm -hmm. now that I'm educated on it, you know, when I say, yeah, I'm going to do a meatless Monday or I'm going to go, you know, be a vegetarian for this amount of time um, for the simple goal of just cleaning up the diet and stuff. Yeah, it's easy to do. Lentils, beans, uh, salads, just big salads, quinoa, like all that stuff. I don't think I could venture into being a vegan. That seems very tough to do, but many people do it. And this trend, this wave, if this is true, people under 35 getting on this wagon, you're going to see this a lot more in the future, which is a great, great um, uh, thing, right? Obviously, for We're going to see health. people living longer and longer because of it. That's right, and modern technology. <laughs> so we got to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about vaccinations. Are your kids up to date? We'll find out after this break. Hey, I want to welcome everybody back to the program every Saturday morning, MedPoint Health Half Hour on 980 CFPL. Of course, the half hour, half hour, <laughs> is now halfened. Cut in half because we're on the second half of our program. If you're still with us, thanks for staying with us. If you're just tuning in now, we are going to be talking a little bit about vaccinations and how important they are. And I know we'll probably get a lot of angry callers, Hannah, as to the anti-vaxxer movement. But, uh, you know, we have this show. We can do with it what we want. And I think that this is a very, it's a great topic to try and, remedy a lot of the, um, you know, just misconceptions of the idea of vaccinations. Okay. And, you know, I was actually on Facebook there and I saw Craig Needles post uh, an article about Italy and they're, they're actually changing the laws to make it so that it's not mandatory, which, you know, can be a dangerous thing, obviously, if a great number of people don't do it. Um, I was going to chime in on his Facebook post, but I hesitated because I knew that it's a very hot topic. There's going to be a lot of uh, advice and a lot of people wanting to lend their two cents because I actually suggested to my friend on Facebook that she should in a very light manner, and I got blasted for it by like three or four other people. So... In my opinion, vaccinations work. Vaccinations are good. When was the last time your family member had polio and stuff like that? We've completely eradicated some diseases because of vaccinations. And, um, you know, I feel like there's the people who are anti-vaccination are often the ones who shout the loudest. They have the, the strongest voice, the strongest opinions about it. But looking at the data and the research, I don't know if there is like really anything truly to support that they cause autism, that they are harmful for you, that, um, you know, you, you, there could be implications. And Hannah, I was looking at studies and it said that there were only um, about, I think it was about 5% of people have adverse effects to vaccinations now, if you consider 5% of, you know, the population who have vaccines, it's probably a very small number. 
And out of that 5%, the major uh, adverse side effect of the vaccination, Hannah, can you guess what it was? I Sorry don't to put know. you on the spot. I don't know. Soreness. Soreness. Oh, that local, arm soreness. Local <laughs> arm soreness. So, you know, even people who had bad uh, side effects with it, it was because of muscular pain from where the needle penetrated. Well, now guess what? Children can sniff vaccinations. We put them in in uh, these things that they can now breathe them in. So you don't even have to do that. But I just don't understand why people think that these things cause autism when, you know, one influential person who's a celebrity can just put it out there and, oh, it must be true because they know it to be true. Yeah, it's like one personal instance where it it wasn't scientifically based. It was just coincidence or yeah it's not correlated well and if you look through history like i said there's many things that we've eradicated successfully through administering vaccinations but most recently if you look at um um the measles outbreak at disneyland right how many years ago was that like a year or two ago yeah and it's because people aren't getting vaccinated again (laughs) exactly yeah so you know, looking at that instance and people are like, oh, it's just measles, like whatever, chicken pox. These conditions can hospitalize people. I think that just because you had it once and it didn't really affect you that that badly, people often will put those ideas in their head that, oh, it's not that bad. Like, you know, these these kill people, you know, not getting the flu shot. Now you could be a carrier for you might not get the flu, but you might give it to your grandparents who are ill. Exactly. Or your children who are don't have the immune system you do. Well, and that's a great point. I mean, I think that there is so much research to support that you should get vaccinated. And just for the the overall health of your community, people around you, vulnerable populations, you know, some people say, would argue, oh, I like their immune system to build naturally. Well, okay, I kind of understand that. But if you can have a head start on something, like why wouldn't you? I mean, most of these uh, vaccinations are 99% effective uh, with the other 1%, uh, you know, maybe just a, like you said, kind of coincidence or whatever. But like for stuff like measles and mumps and rubella, like potentially deadly disease, you want your kid to get that and then fight it off. So what? They just have immunity? Let's go down to the science of what vaccinations are. They inject a dead strain of the virus or whatever it is into your system so that your uh, body can identify it, build up antibodies towards it, and then they expel of it, right? It doesn't wreak havoc within your system. It doesn't do really anything in your system. Um, you know, and I, I think a lot of people don't understand that and they think that it's an active agent within the vaccination but it just it they wouldn't do that to you you know these are scientists these are doctors who have studied this stuff for hundreds of years you know these are the same people who uh created insulin you know created modern like medical miracles to keep people living How can we say we don't trust their judgment when it comes to our beloved children, our friends, our family, our grandparents, for goodness sake? As soon as you think that you have more knowledge 
than scientists who study this in a laboratory daily or your family doctor who's gone to school for eight years to study it. That's a really dangerous area. And when it's one thing to keep that to yourself, but if you're spreading the wrong message and you're all of a sudden the expert and that your homeopathic medicines can cure everything, that's a really fine line, really dangerous line, because now you're trying to lull people who may be on the fence about it into your beliefs, right? Go with what research says, go with the numbers, go with what history tells us and all the diseases we have eradicated. And you know what? Those are, those are the facts. Those are what we should base our decisions off of. If you want to roll the dice, that's up to you. But if you want to, to obviously take the bullets out of the chamber and, and have a better chance of not getting uh, contracted or contracting a disease, then take the vaccination. Seems like a bit of a no-brainer to me, but for many people, they want to try other things because it might hurt them or they don't know if uh, it's right for their family and stuff like that. The other thing, the other side to this that we need to make sure that we're discussing is if you don't get vaccinated, how does that impact me? Because I know it's your decision to not get vaccinated. But at the same time, if my kids are hanging out with your kids and your kids are a carrier for measles, you know, then it could be it could be trouble, right? Especially if you're not getting the vaccination schedule on time and stuff like that. I mean, disease spreads. We've seen it for years and years. Hannah, when we were growing up, we didn't really have a choice. And it was always the mentality. Here's your vaccination. Great. I'm covered. You know, are, is this pro-choice world just kind of muddying the waters in, in such a in such a way where, you know, for something like vaccinations that are there to protect us are now being questioned? What do you think? I think they still should be mandatory, personally, because I've done the research. I still need to do more research to mm-hmm. know more about it. But, yeah, like you said, I we would go to school. Oh, vaccination day. It happened in our schools. Right. Um, Italy changing their law now it, maybe we'll see change in in their communities and see something come up and maybe they'll have something happen to them just like you know Disney World happened a couple years ago so hopefully that doesn't happen but that's true hopefully people choose to do the research and go and decide to do it on their own yeah no and and you know like let's look at some of these things that are eradicated um Diseases, smallpox, um, polio, hookworm, lymphatic filarsis. Uh, what else we got? Rinderpest. These are diseases that we don't have to worry about anymore because people got vaccinated. And I'm I'm sure most people listening don't even know what yeah. those diseases are <laughs> because they they are no longer a problem. Well, and if you think about it, smallpox, right, eradicated by vaccines, saving approximately 5 million lives annually, right? So perhaps people don't understand the gravity of it. Perhaps people are just misinformed. But please change your mindset of thinking. Be open to uh, looking at the research. I mean, I told one of my friends this. I was like, 
He's like, how do you know, Ron? How do you know for sure? And I said, well, if you take a post-secondary biochemistry course, it, it makes a lot of sense. But <laughs> I get that people aren't going to be digging at it in that way. They're going to be hanging on an article or hanging on a number. You got to collect all the facts. You got to do what's right. And so far in our civilization, vaccines, the introduction of vaccines have saved millions upon millions upon millions of lives. So you know what? Check the schedule out. Check the vaccination schedule for your children. Make sure that you're doing your part to prevent the spread of disease. And do please consider getting your children vaccinated. We have a Byron Pediatric Kids Clinic. Um, you know, if if that's something that you're interested in, we do have vaccinations there. Or you can go to the Middlesex uh, London Health Unit there and they would be uh, able to uh, advise you. And you can get it at your family doctor or whatever. So that's all the time we have for today. Hannah, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's always a great show. And uh, we look forward to having people tune in next week for another half hour of health on 980 CFPL.